Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I said everything gonna be all right. I said everything will be all right. All right. In spite of whatever life throws at you, everything is gonna be all right. Good day wherever you're listening from, and welcome to Indoor Air Quality Radio. It's Friday, October 30th. They call this Devil's Night, I believe, 2015. This week is episode 389. My name is Radio Joe Hughes. Here with me in the studio, Studio D, that is, in Central City, Pennsylvania, is our engineer, John. You gotta have faith. Joining me from the old Studio C is the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, Joe. Good day, Cliff. Happy birthday, son. My son's birthday today. This week, we had we had um, David Underwood scheduled. For those of you looking for David, we had to postpone that interview. He's coming in January. But we were fortunate enough to get Jocelyn Dornfield. Jocelyn works with A&J Specialty Services, and uh, she's got a big idea we're going to talk about here today. But before we do, let's stop and thank our marquee sponsors. John Don Products, or Restoration and Abatement Contractor Shop. Visit them at johndon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions available at IAQ.net. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you acquire about their products or services. Okay, you can stream our show or download it now right from the homepage, iaqradio.com. Just punch in the name or the topic that you're interested in in the search box, and we'll get you a bunch of options. Last but not least, please visit the IAQ Training Institute website for the most current dates for the training you trust at iaqtraining.com. Let's turn it over to the Z-Man for today's IAQ Radio trivia question. Thanks, Joe. Win a cool prize by outcompeting fellow IAQ radio listeners and being the first person to correctly answer the IAQ radio trivia question each week. Submitting your answer is easy. You can either email it to cslotnickfcs.com, or if you're listening to the show live, you can text in the answer via your computer. I'm sorry to report there was no correct answer to our last trivia question. The IQ Radio trivia question for Friday, October 30th, 2015, has been sponsored by Triska, the Restoration and Specialty Cleaners Association, who have been serving the needs of and advocating for their members for over 30 years. Remember, Triska is your link to industry training, certification, standards, and events. Their website is trfca.org. Now for this week's trivia question. What connection do the English couple William and Catherine Booth have to doing good deeds? Back to you, Joe. Okay, we've got Jocelyn Dornfeld. She works at A&J Specialty Services, a disaster restoration and specialty cleaning firm. They're in DeForest, Wisconsin. The owner's Kent Rahauser. I don't know if Kent may not be able to join us today. He was going to pop in at some point. But um, we met Jocelyn at, um, where would that be? Violin's Executive Summit, I believe it was, a couple years back, and we got to know each other a little bit, and she was talking about an idea of hers, and uh, Cliff and I had talked to her about coming on the show to discuss her big idea, and um, she was kind enough to join us on short notice today, so we've got Jocelyn, and um, I also 
know that Cliff picked out some special music for I want to turn it over to the Z-Man. Cliff, you, you put together the questions on this, and I want to give you the honor of starting out with Jocelyn. Hey, thanks. And, and Jocelyn, thanks again for joining us. And, you know, I remember uh, when you first told me the idea, and I just thought that it was brilliant, and I thought that it could potentially have global implications. And what I'd like you to do is uh, just, you know, say the words of what the idea is, and then kind of, you know, describe what it is. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we, we uh, the Restoring Kindness Movement. So what we, what we are in the business to do is restore homes and businesses. And so we are also in the business to restore lives. And the thing that we were able to developed out of this was a restoring kindness movement. And so the objective is to do something kind for somebody else and expect nothing in return. It's a, it's a heck of an objective. Uh, whose idea was it? Um, well, I don't want to say that it was my idea, but it, it was mine, but it was actually the overall. It's, it's more of a core of our company. Gotcha. So you you came up with the idea and the the company bought in. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I love it. I didn't have to. I didn't have to convince them too hard. I'll bet. I'll bet. That's kind of the company culture, as I understand it. I I know when we talked about this. Oh, was it a year ago or two? Well, this past. Uh, early summer, I guess it was. I, I know it, it made me think about it and then, you know, do a couple of things that maybe I hadn't done before, wouldn't have done. And, and I thought that was really, um, you know, I, I thought it was a really nice idea. And I'm curious, you know, how, how's it been going? It's been going really well. And that's exactly what it did for a lot of people. Um, it was an eye opener to say, that just doing something really nice or kind for someone else doesn't always have to cost you money. So you're right. It was an eye-opener to um, to just, you know, put your head up, look around, what's something really simple. You never know, you know, what kind of a day a person is having and how you're going to affect them from that moment on. And, uh, you know, so ranging from anything from, staying a couple extra seconds to hold that door open for somebody um, to just completely randomly paying for somebody's meal and, and, and so on. The list was huge of, of the amount of things that people were able to come up with with doing these restoring kindness acts. Cliff, yeah, was there any inspiration? Did, something, did someone do something really nice for you that, uh, you know, that triggered this idea? Uh, no. Uh, well, people people have done nice things for me. I shouldn't say that. They have done nice things for me. Um, but it's always, it, it was definitely based upon the um, random acts of kindness. And I, I really like, I, I follow them on a couple different media outlets, Pinterest and, and Facebook and things like that. So it's always just so fun to do things for other people. So that was really the inspiration, but when and it really just hit me when when we we came together and thought, you know, we restore lives all the time. So we need to restore. Um, what else does that mean? And you know, you, we are reactive because we get the call for a disaster, but this is being proactive to say, well, we're just as proactive about um, doing kind things for other people. To restore their lives. I'm curious, Jocelyn. You mentioned early earlier in the interview that restoring kindness was a movement. 
and I haven't talked to you in, you know, since uh, I guess it was June. I don't know how big this has become, but I, I'm curious, how do you define a movement? Well, movement is when you're asking a lot of people to participate um, in your idea or in, in something that you want to gain a lot of ground on. And so it was definitely us asking all of the clients that we work with, businesses, family, friends, um, people of people in the social media world, and asking them to join us to participate and then encourage others to do uh, to join as well. So that's what I mean by movement. Cliff? Um, when you're doing nice things for people, does uh, you know, the size matter? You know, you t- you know, can you tell us, uh, you know, some of the real little, simple, low-cost things and, you know, give examples of those and perhaps give some examples of some of the larger things that have been done as well. Yeah, sure, sure. Actually, size does not matter in the, in participating in Restoring Kindness. So, as I said before, it was it was really great to hear when people would tell us how they actually stopped to hold the door for the person who was walking um, into a building behind them instead of, you know, you, you rush and see who can get there first so you don't have that awkwardness. And so that was, that was a lot of fun to hear. Um, some smaller things, uh, we had people putting together goodie bags full of activities for kids, for adults, um, putting together, uh, collecting, I should say, all of the, if you travel a lot, you know how many uh, shampoo and conditioner and soap and uh, lotion and all those bottles, well, if you don't use them, they have to, the hotels have to throw them away. And so um, we just had, every time we traveled, we asked the group we were with, if you didn't use, if you didn't use your, um, your soaps and you weren't going to take them home with you and use them, could we please gather them up at the end of the, the conference or the seminar and, and donate them to uh, just a local house that, that needed them. So that was fun. We, we actually had bought some flowers, and anytime we saw somebody on the street, that was a lot of fun. We pat, we would get out of the car and give them little flower flowers to that person. Um, we used up people. Well, I did, and and a lot of the people we used up gift cards that have kind of been put, you know, in our purse or wallet for a long time, and paid for a lot of meals and bought a lot of people's coffee, um, and then uh, paying tolls for people. We don't have tollbooths in Wisconsin, but that was something around the country that people were posting up was paying for tolls. But then um, other things that were small that don't cost any money, um, it's actually looking at someone when you're passing them and smiling. That was something that was extremely huge. Uh, you could just see the look in their eyes. There was a whole different sense of saying, "Wow, that was that was just like a, it was just like a hug." I mean, it, it just smiling at someone passing by, and then even complimenting a stranger, and that was fun to see reactions. Um, I didn't, we wouldn't say, you know, "Hey, now you're restoring kindness," but it was one of those things that you knew that it's it's so nice to do for other people, and you may have just made their day. Some bigger things that we did. Um, we, well, I should say, uh, some participants in the Restoring Kindness movement, Wonder Makers, Environmental, and Regency DKI, uh, they had joined together to sanitize the home of a man who was recovering from heart surgery and his wife who was struggling with, and you're going to laugh at me because I'm totally going to, it's MRSA, so uh, to say the entire word, methicillin-resistant staphylococcus. Staphorius, right? Yeah, Staphorius, or yeah. So, I, Kent always laughs at me when I try to say that one. <laughs> um, but uh, sterilizing with Steramis by Tomi, and so that was that was huge. They had um, they had printed out they they did a video and they posted it on, and my heart just jumped. Um, I couldn't believe it. And then also uh, corporate DKI out of Chicago, they had sent over care packages to the troops who are serving right now. And um, we, another one was this one. I actually, I got extremely teared up in a, in a waiting area of Olive Garden when I discovered this one. 
But um, there was a veteran, his name is Zach, and he was struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder, and his family was reaching out, and they were struggling to raise money for a service dog. And so we connected through the Restoring Kindness movement and through the connections of the movement. Um, it was only a few months later, and he had a, he was connected with the right people to be able to get the dog, the service dog. And then they took all of the money that they had raised, and they donated it to another person um, uh, in the same organization to help raise money to, to get dogs. It was, that one, that one made me cry. <laughs> um, so... Sometimes it was a monetary value that was really big, but sometimes even in the being able to connect Zach and his family with the right people, that's huge. And that was that was something that wasn't money. It was the connections and what we could do for somebody. And so it doesn't always have to be about money. Jocelyn, so, I, I want to go back to the... The, the idea and, and also what you called it, restoring kindness. And, and I know, and maybe from listening, uh, listeners can tell I'm a, I'm a little older. Uh, you know, I'm going to be 60 here not too long from now. And then you're, you're in the younger generation, obviously. Um, I'm wondering, is this something that you saw change during your lifetime? Did you feel like people weren't being as kind as they were when you were younger and, and this was something that needed to be restored um, or is it just something that you thought maybe people hadn't thought about much recently? It still happened, but you were trying to put a name to it. Well, actually what back in April in the, in the Madison area here, we were, we were facing the possibility of, um, the probability of riots and um, uh, just an extreme community uproar because of actually the the young man who was um, who was shot by a police officer here, and for what happened around the country um, in the other areas that that had happened to, I was driving down to the Capitol around the Capitol Square to take a class down there, and um, was actually. I, I, it was the worst feeling. It was the most sinking feeling. It was just emotionally, it was just horrible that there was probably a good 30, 30 to 40 um, police, FBI, uh, just any any city and town, police officer, military, there was helicopters in the air There was um, because they were afraid that after I was going downtown to take the class, they were shutting the downtown down and putting it on lockdown because the um, the verdict was going to come out, and so that that had a lot to do with this. And it's not that I think that because a lot of people are trying really hard to do a lot of good things, but um, it was scary. It was just absolutely scary, and and that was a big thing for me to say. Okay, we have to turn this around. We have to. We have to make sure that this doesn't happen to the Madison area because we—it's a good, it's a really good area, and um, we can we can turn this around. We can be, we can make something out of this, and and so that's that's pretty much why it came on now, as opposed to, I'm not sure if I would have would have been as passionate or as as um, progressive with it this year had that not happened. So this is something that you started this year, and it's still going on, right? I mean, it's not in the past. It's still something that people are doing. Yep, yep, yep. I've met a lot of people um, who still who still pay Restoring Kindness and um, uh, through social media, and I've met a lot of people in person who they've actually given me hugs and said how much that they how much fun they had. And now um, the big push was in July. We had geared everybody up in June and connected with businesses and friends and family and individuals and anybody we could reach um, in June to really make July the month, to just all month long to do really kind things and to um, to join on to the to the movement. And um, and so we after after that big push, um, 
I apologize. I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. No, no, July, you, you had the big push in July, but I, I assume people are still doing this and, and yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Actually, they are. So, yeah, we had the big push in July, and then afterwards, if you if you were to go online and you would just type in your search engine um, the hashtag, which is the number, the pound sign, um, Restoring Kindness, and pull it up, you'll see uh, August, September, and, and even up to now, there's there's still posts and people posting all around and still tagging the hashtag Restoring Kindness in things that they're doing or posts that they're um, participating in. So that's it's it's still going. <laughs> so speaking of, of still going, uh, how far away from DeForest, Wisconsin, uh, you know, has it gone? Well, that was that was a lot of fun to see how far it was. So not only did Madison embrace um, Restoring Kindness, but we had companies and individuals from all across the United States. Um, I'm pretty sure it was every state. I didn't see Hawaii and Alaska on there, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, but then we also had participation from individuals in Canada, and then we even had one from Australia, so that was pretty cool to see that um, and then we a lot of people um, uh, they had they had no problem uh, uh, jumping onto the to the movement and, and making sure we knew where they were coming from so Florida was a big one uh, Ohio was a big one California was a, a huge participant of, of this campaign I've got a couple nice texts here. Uh, I don't know if you're online, too, but, um, you know, it says, you go, girl, promote the movement. Uh, his wife and him have been doing this for years. And I guess there's another, I didn't know this, the kids in their schools have kindness coins that are given to people who perform these acts, and the coins are trackable once in circulation. You had a um, a card, I think, that went with your Restoring Kindness Acts. Can you explain to listeners how that worked? Yeah, yeah. So we had a postcard that we had available. It was you could download it off our website, um, restoringkindness.com, or if you contacted me, I was more than happy to send them out. And so it was a little a little postcard, and it just said, "Powered by the strength and reach of many, we're one company with a single person purpose, restoring lives." And then it says, "Join us in restoring kindness," and it has our hashtag Restoring Kindness logo on it. Um, but then on the back of it, um, when the person, when a person, when if I were to go out and do something really nice, let's say I put little, this is actually what happened. So uh, I went to the dollar store and I had collected um, eight buckets, little sand buckets for kids. And in those eight buckets, I did four boys and four girls, and I had filled them up with activities and all kinds of fun goodies for them to play with or I even had like superhero or princess band-aids in there, just some fun things. Um, all kinds of all kinds of different kinds of stuff. So and then I put the postcard in there. Now I didn't think that the kids would uh, would be reading this, but I did think that, you know, there was a hope that their parents would look at it and say, you know, where'd you get this and and see this. And so and along with paying for somebody's meal, we would leave the postcard instead of um, in the in the slot along with the paid in full receipt for their meal. And so when they would look at this postcard, on the back of it, it says, are you the recipient of a Restoring Kindness Act? Now it's your turn. Do something nice for someone else. Expect nothing in return. And so then we, we um, you know, at, we're just asking them if they would do the same. The only last thing that we did add on was if you wanted to, you could take a picture or video of your restoring kindness, uh, what, what somebody did for you or what you're going to do. It's up to you. You didn't have to. But if you did, to just upload it and tag it restoring kindness so that we could, we could see. So some did, some didn't, but that's, that's the whole point of the, the movement is you don't have to, you don't have to do nice things and, and, announce it to the world. You can be completely anonymous and and still just have as much fun doing just wonderful things for other people. 
Okay, yes. you, you taught me something here, Jocelyn. I, I'm on Twitter, and I, I actually was able to figure out how this hashtag thing works. I've always wondered about that. So I put in hashtag restoring kindness, and there's a bunch of photographs I got here. So that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see how people use this now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, hashtags are they're actually a tracking mechanism. And oh, so, Okay. Okay, yep. so you, you hit the hashtag, and then that kind of takes you to whatever the topic is, basically. And then you can kind of go through there. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, all right, all right, I'm learning. I'm not too old to learn something new. Cliff, go ahead. My I, John just grabbed the phone out of my hand. He said, give me that phone. He's going to find out how many followers there are and all that stuff. <laughs> go ahead, Cliff. Well, you know, after meeting you, you know, you were just so excited about this and so outgoing. Do you, have you ever done anything like this before? Do you have a background in, you know, media or, or public relations or anything like that? Um, I would say not in a – well, I shouldn't say it. I've had about 10, 10 plus years in marketing and then also assisting the sales. Nothing official – especially on the digital side of things, I'm probably a lot slower in that area. So I do have to um, make sure Carrie Hyman of Dream Lens Media was a huge part, humongous part in the digital side of things. And also being able to shoot all of the videos that you see, she did all of those. And it was, it was truly wonderful to be able to partner up with her because I felt like um, just alone, I could have only gone so far with her um, the both of us, we, we conquered mountains. So we were we were excited. I was so blessed to have her working with me on this. Joe? Yeah, I'm just looking again at the uh, at the website, or uh, at the Twitter. I don't know what you call it, the Twitter hashtag feed, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can call it that. Yeah, uh, that uh, works. <laughs> okay, so somebody helped you pull this together. Uh, and then how many, you know, is there a number of followers or something like that? I, I, I'm not sure how that works, Jocelyn. Yep. So on, um, I, have to, I would have to click look, which I can do really fast off of my cell phone. Um, but, yeah, people would follow so our, on our Twitter handle. Uh, so we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Periscope, which is actually new, so we'll be doing a lot more of that this year. That's live streaming, so that'll be a lot of fun to live stream some of the um, some of the restoring kindness acts. <laughs> but on Twitter, we were we're just under 300 followers. Um, on Facebook, uh, I, you'll have to go on. I'll, no, we'll do that. I just was curious how that works, and, yeah. and that sounds like no, a lot of people—300 people. That's good. Yeah, for the first year, we're really happy with that um, to have 300. Now, this will continue. You'll you'll continue to grow this. Is that how it works? Yes. So every year, we hope to get a larger and larger reach, and then um, just see where it goes. We everybody we has the hopes that something will go viral and something will really um, stick with with everybody. And and I'm not I'm not different from anybody else i really hope that it sticks with everybody and they they always anytime anytime they have the chance to stop and think oh that would be a great you know a great thing to do for somebody even if they don't think of restoring kindness the name of our movement but they just remember us in that way that's great. Now, what we're going to do, Jocelyn, I want to stop and be kind to our sponsors for just a moment here. We're going to thank our sponsors, and we'll be back with the second half of our interview with Jocelyn Dornfeld. We're restoring kindness, and she's with A&J Specialty Services, Inc. The Indoor Air Quality Association, a nonprofit, multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at iaqa.org. Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions. We use advanced sensor software technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them at wolfsense.com. Legends Environmental Insurance Services, the experts in insurance for environmental consultants and contractors for over 20 years. 
Check them out at legends-enviro.com. And, of course, our marquee sponsors, John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop. Visit them at johndon.com. Clean Facts, the number one information source for cleaning and restoration professionals. Check them out at cleanfactswithanx.com. IAQ.net and Healthy Indoors Magazine, a free online digital magazine for industry professionals and consumers. Subscriptions available at IAQ.net. Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you acquire about their products or services. All right, we're back. The second half of our interview with Jocelyn Dornfeld, we're talking about restoring kindness. And, and Jocelyn, you know, you're, you're talking about the social media. I'm very, very interested in that because I, I know it can really explode. And um, I'm sure that you hope it will. And, and it's gone well so far. So how do you keep the momentum going? I mean, are you going to have like one month again next year where you really focus on this? Or is it something that you want to, you know, keep trying to go year round? And, um, you know, how do you, how do you kind of make that judgment as to what the best way to move forward from here is? Well, as of right now, since it's a, the team of myself and, and Carrie, <laughs> um, our big push is to get everybody notified by June so that we all can align and get our stuff ready for July. So right now we really, we really like to focus on the month of July and I think it's more to not, to not, um, I don't know, make the movement in small strides that we make it, it. It seems like it has a bigger impact if we really put a heavy focus just into one month. And so we always want it to continue from there, and, and we, would lo- we absolutely would love that. But our, our main focus this coming 2016 is in, um, the start of May and June to start alerting companies that we work with or clients, um, individuals, family, friends, and our social media outlets that, you know, we want to make July the month and, and we want to know who's going to participate. And something that we did um, the first time around was give shout-outs to all of the people who committed to participating. And so that was a lot of fun to see all the different types of companies, everything from a lot of insurance agents were extremely willing to, um, to participate, to consultants, to uh, facility managers. Um, we had, you guys had participated, which was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we had uh, other DKI companies from around the country, and a lot of companies in between. I it was it was amazing the amount of of people who absolutely said yes definitely so we'll we'll do the same thing this year in May and June and and have the big push still be for July okay help me out what is a shout out um it's just a mention or we'll go on all of our we'll go on the website uh, restoringkindness.com and we'll post the logo or if it's an individual's name um, if they wanted it that way too but we'll post their, their logo of their company on our website to say that this company has participated. And then we go on all of our social media platforms and we tweet it out or share it or um, uh, send out a message saying this company has committed to participating. We're really excited to have them to have them come along with us. I see. And you put that on your website. And then do you share that with like your Facebook? Do you have a, a, a regular website and a Facebook website or yep yep so our regular website um so the restoringkindness.com is it's also connected to our uh ajrestores.com website but then we have individual restoring kindness facebook twitter instagram periscope all individual accounts for each of that so we we already have our aj restores on facebook and twitter and so on we added, so we're doing two. We're doing double duty there. Cliff, let me turn it back to you for a minute. 
Yeah, um, I guess this is kind of a hard question to ask. Has anyone ever, you know, had a negative reaction or, you know, reacted the opposite way, uh, you know, to, to an act of kindness? Yeah, that was something that that was, we knew to expect it because, in any sort of a campaign or a movement or anything that anybody does, you always have your naysayers or people who are going to pick it apart. Um, what we, we just, it still hurt. It still hurt, um, no matter how you put it. So uh, what people were, the ones that were openly telling us that, that why we weren't doing a good thing here, and it, I believe it was a misunderstanding on what they felt the camp or the movement was all about. So I think in their eyes, from their comments, that they had thought that this was something for us to boast about how much we donate or do, or um, how we can look good in the community eyes and and um, and be more of you know, hey, look at me, I'm a I'm a shining star sort of a thing, but. Even in the postcard, straight from the beginning of the movement, we it was always up to the recipient to decide if they wanted to hashtag the Restoring Kindness and put it up on their social media. And it was never put out there to say, it, it was always put out there as a choice. Do you, you, if you do, please just tag us. That's all we asked. Um, and even in the materials that we had reached out to different clients with, even in the letters or the emails or, or anything that we had sent them, we did say, if you do choose to, you know, put it up on your social media accounts, just please tag the hashtag Restoring Kindness. And, and that was, that's all that we had, had asked. So I'm sure that there's some that didn't tag it, but um, we weren't doing it to say, look at how much we've done, because I'll, I'll definitely tell you that there are a lot of, you know, we gave flowers, to people that we saw, you know, out out walking or, and those didn't even make it up onto the website. So, I mean, even everything that, that even I personally did didn't make it up onto the website. And it wasn't that I didn't want to promote and share. It's just that I felt like I we're doing good and I'm doing my part and I'm leaving the postcard. And that's the main objective to, um, to have the recipient get the postcard and then read read what we're doing or what we're trying to do and do something nice for somebody else. So I think there was a little bit of a misunderstanding there, but it still hurt. Not going to lie. It still hurt. Joe? One guest said, no good deed goes unpunished, Jocelyn. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt that. But but for the majority of it, it was a very positive response. It, it was only a couple people um and they they didn't put it out on social media how they didn't appreciate or like what we were doing they actually individually emailed or contacted us um so they didn't they didn't do it in a public way well that's good yeah. is, is that a good thing i guess yeah it's a very good thing okay all <laughs> it, right it means that they also respect the opinion of other people to say that i don't believe in what you're doing or i don't appreciate what you're doing but I still don't think that I need to broadcast that opinion because someone else might not feel that way. So I actually felt that that was an extremely respectful way to do it. Okay, interesting. And and I'm curious, you know, you, you, um, you've been putting a lot of time into this, obviously, all right? And, and you know, time is uh, a valuable resource. We all have um, limits on our time, limits on what we can do. How have you um, been able to oh, juggle the, the time? Uh, uh, we talked before the show, you're, you're a mother, you've got uh, a job to do, you've got, uh, you know, obviously other things in your life. How, how much time has this taken, and, and how have you been able to juggle that? How's your employer been with respect to helping you along with this or being understanding when you have to take some time away from work? Actually, um, it it was very time consuming, but the the whole reason behind it um, it outweighed any any uh, 
any pressure. So it was actually the more the more and more stuff you do, the more and more you want to do even more. So it was it was definitely a, a domino effect. You couldn't just do one thing. You just it was addicting. So I would say that I spent a lot of time on it, and so did so did Carrie of Dreamlands Media. She was with me for a lot of the the video shoots and and promoting and tweeting and finding other people's posts and retweeting and sharing and it does take a lot of time. Kent was extremely uh, gracious with you know letting letting this go on some during business hours a lot of it was um, just mixed in with the day. Um, my family was extremely supportive. Uh, my husband he He's a he does he's he's an ex, wonderful man and he he surprised me with his friends one night and he said he said they watched the video of me delivering flowers to random businesses and and they said man it, I reached into my wallet and I grabbed all these gift cards and so I so my mission and the video is posted out but my mission was to go use all of their gift cards that their employer um Justice America had given them for a safety reward and so my mission was then to go into I believe it was Chili's and pay for a meal using all of their gift cards so so they it touched their lives as much as it touched mine and um and Kenton Lynn of A&J the owners of A&J they they were extremely excited and always wanted to to come back and tell me what somebody else did and told them about. So it was really fun to hear, um, really fun, really exciting to hear everybody and how they were participating, how they were communicating it back to us. Um, There's a company in Milwaukee, a construction company, that the owner called me and had said, just wanted you to know, you know, I, I, we do good things all the time, and, and it's a real passion of his, but he just wanted me to know that he still thinks about the campaign and, um, and how he, it makes him want to do even more. So, so I think the, the outcome of the entire campaign, no matter what, has been um, such a positive thing that it's almost built into our lives now. I'm, I'm curious yeah, speaking of that. Um, I suspect, did, did you have a budget for this? I don't need to know how much it was, but did you have a budget uh, that Kent said, and then uh, in, in the following year, that does he increase it? Well, I did. So I did actually have, when I, um, when I brought the idea to Kent, I did have a plan mapped out, and it did include some numbers in it. And so we... we kind of stuck to it on a company basis, but it was really hard to even have a budget as an individual because it was so addicting to to want to do more and more. So I would say on the company side of things, we, we did very well. Um, there was there's some ideas that came up that just due to due to different schedules and timing and, and us trying to trying to coordinate everything, um, we couldn't get it done this year, but we've got it pretty much set, it, set up and ready to go for next year, that um, that we have numbers, even better numbers, built into our actual budget um, going forward to be able to support this. Jocelyn, I'm, I'm curious, you, you've used um, Twitter, I know you mentioned Facebook, um, what's the new one, Periscope, and I think there were one or two others. What were the other ones? Pinterest and Instagram. Pinterest and Instagram. I'm, I'm curious, out of those, which one seemed to work best for you with respect to this type of a, a campaign? Was there any one, or do you think they were all kind of equal? I don't know if there was one that was more than the other. It was, uh, well, and, and especially since a lot of the the social media accounts have made some updates since even just since July but I would probably say Facebook or even LinkedIn that was and I and I apologize I for completely forgot about LinkedIn but um, I would say Facebook and LinkedIn on the business side it was LinkedIn and then on the family and friends side it was Facebook okay 
because these things are they're time consuming, you know. And then, you know, obviously we also want people to learn things that can help them and their companies so they can be a little happier and then maybe restore a little more kindness, you know. But uh, I'm just curious how that worked for you. So Facebook seemed to go well and then LinkedIn. And you, you didn't really mention Twitter, but it seemed like, you know, you, you talked a lot about Twitter early on. Um, did you get a lot of bang out of the time you put into the Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's nice about Twitter is you can take all of your posts from um, other social media accounts and tweet them out. And so it's just broadcasting them even further. And then people, when they retweet um, different things, it, it just keeps going and going and going. So um, I think Twitter was probably, it was probably third in line there, but it had it had just as as good of a, a reach. So we were really happy with that one. I'm just wondering, so then um, it seems to me, just in listening to you, that you really kind of need to have um, a combination of these things going to really make an impact. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that's very fair. A lot of the, a lot of the accounts support each other, and you can use them um, in, in so many great ways, but the thing to always remember, too, is that somebody who's following you on Twitter may not be following you on Facebook, who may not be following you on LinkedIn. You would love it if they were all three following you, you know, on, on every social media platform that you're involved in, but it's just not a reality. And so you're still reaching different people and different audiences um, than you would be if you just used one. And what about your own website? Um, you know, that's kind of nowadays old school, you know, the, the having your own actual website. Did you find that was necessary to have and that um, how many people came to you through the actual website? Sure, sure. Um, definitely the website we used as the landing page. And so it was still important for one place where we would uh, post our blogs, we had a we have right now you can go on there and see a huge social media feed where if you wanted to you wouldn't have to log into Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Pinterest and all of the of uh, the accounts that we had you could see the feed um, populating the restoring kindness website right now so it would gather them all and you could just scroll up and down if you wanted to to see all of the different things that people have done I see. And is that something that's built into the website automatically, or is that something your people had to build into the website? Yep, we had to build it, build it in. So Carrie of Dream Lens Media, she took care of that entire Restoring Kindness website. Um, she she built the feed. She built in you know how to make the the videos load well so people don't get frustrated. Um, she, she really made it happen to have somebody have an enjoyable experience on that website. Yeah. And that's, is that something you could have done yourself if you, you know, spent a lot more time trying to figure that out? Or is that something I would need to hire a, um, you know, professional for other, or listeners would need to hire a professional for? Well, it depends on the platform that your website is built from. Ours is a platform called Wix, W-I-X. And Carrie and I decided to split up responsibilities just because we were doing other projects as well. And that was just one thing that she had taken on. Um, I do know how to do it through that Wix platform. And so you wouldn't need, you definitely wouldn't need um, any background in website design to do it. But if you don't have that sort of a, a platform, then you may have to, you may have to contact the person who does design your website and, and have them build that in. Okay. And are you working with other groups? I noticed, you know, John's always playing with something here on the side and uh, it usually relates to this to the show. And he was just Googling in, I think, uh, what was it, John? Um, random acts of kindness. Are there other groups like that that you're, you're working with or you're planning on working with as this builds? Uh, yeah, so there is, um, we haven't connected with the Random Acts of Kindness group, the organization. Um, we haven't connected with them, but it's always nice to 
to be connected in the same post by individuals. Um, there's been some ideas thrown our way to connect with various groups, and so we're we're looking into that and finding out who we have to who we have to talk to. But then we're also um, we're also trying to figure out what sort of um, a group with with being in the restoration industry and having disasters happen to businesses and individuals. We also felt that we should we should end up um, tying it to an organization that will benefit out of that sort of disaster. And so, um, you know, people have talked about Red Cross. We've talked about the Salvation Army. We've talked about, um, you know, what if we had a group and we started it our own? So we've just been trying to figure out who we should connect with because ultimately we want... Um, we would. It would be a really wonderful thing if we could get uh, an organization started out of all of this. That sounds like a worthy goal, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, Joshua. Have you ever decided to just narrow the focus and concentrate on one thing? You know, whether it's veterans or it's young children or it's autism or whatever. You know, it would almost seem from a marketing standpoint that if you just focused on you know on one societal issue, one societal problem, uh, you know, one societal challenge, that it might be a little bit easier to uh, you know get notoriety positively in the media and, and so on and so forth. Well, um, we're still in that discovery phase. Of who, yeah. So I would say that that's definitely something that's on the docket to try and figure out and really try to narrow down. But we still just aren't quite sure who or what um, what would be a good fit. I'm curious, Jocelyn. Has have any of the local or even national news organizations picked up on this? Have they done a little, you know? little spot for you on the local uh, evening news or anything like that? Well, we do have a lot of news anchors and reporters that follow the Restoring Kindness movement, but we actually, unfortunately, we were told that they won't be able to do a story on us because Restoring Kindness is connected to A&J Specialty Services, DKI, okay. and and A&J is for-profit, and Restoring Kindness is non-profit. So they said as long as it's tied to A&J, that we would not be reported on. I see. Well, that makes sense. I, I mean, I can understand. As, you know, we're we're in the news business to some degree here, and that, that makes sense. But we know you and Kent and uh, know you well, and... Uh, that doesn't bother us. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing, yeah, you know, uh, go ahead, Cliff. You know, one suggestion, Jocelyn, I know in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, you can file for a nonprofit organization status, uh, and if you uh, receive less than $25,000 a year, uh, dealing with the IRS is, is, is pretty simple, and dealing with the state is, is pretty simple and, and pretty inexpensive. And... Um, you know, at that point, it would seem undeniable that, you know, media would, you know, would support you. And, um, you, know, the, you know, some of these large nonprofits like the United Way and, and, and so on and so forth and, you know, big hospital systems and, you know, while in name and, and tax status, they're, uh, you know, nonprofit, the way they act uh, is for profit and, you know, even professional leagues, you know, hockey, so on and so forth, uh, are, are non-profit, believe it or not. So uh, that might be something that, you know, might be worth looking into. And, uh, you know, I think that would be a worthy consideration for you. And I would agree, and I appreciate that that counsel because uh, we will be looking, and, and hopefully we have something like that in Wisconsin that, that'll pertain to us, so that would be 
that would be wonderful. <laughs> so at this point, you're not registered as a not-for-profit or anything. You're just kind of doing this as a, um, uh, what we call it, uh, I don't even think it's like a subsidiary. You're just doing it as a, you know, a nice thing to do. It doesn't really fit into any category I can think of. Yep, so far, so far we haven't filed for anything, and and um, so yeah, I, I guess that's what she would categorize it as. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I'm trying to think, how do we categorize this effort here, which is kind of neat, though, that you can't be categorized, so maybe you don't want to be categorized, you never know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sure somebody will tell me afterwards what we should, what will be, or what will be known as. But yeah, right now it is kind of fun not to be able to be put into a box. Yeah, so. yeah, I like that. Well, Cliff, do you have anything further? Uh, I don't. Um, I, I think what we'd like to do is, uh, you know, ask Jocelyn. Are, are, are there any anything that you'd like to add <laughs> that we didn't cover? Um. It just, if you guys would, anyone who wants to participate, you can go to RestoringKindness.com, and on there you'll find all of the Facebook and Twitter and all of the different social links. And if you would follow or uh, like, tweet, share, all the different names for everything on all the social media, but if you would join up, because we would really, we would love to have anybody who wants to participate even if you want to just follow and see what kind of what kind of progress we're making or, or what we're going to do next or um, or even just love smiling and seeing all of the really cool things people are doing out there that that really will make your day. I I I challenge anybody to go onto there and not come away thinking, oh, man, <laughs> I really need to do something, <laughs> and um, not walk away with a smile on their face because um, they, the people that are out there and things that people post are just so wonderful and, and so caring and so giving, and, and it's just it's been so much fun. So uh, if, if I had to ask anything, that would be the only thing that I would ask. <laughs> well, we can appreciate that, and I know we will be... Um liking, sharing, tweeting, whatever it is that you do on these things. But uh, John will do that after we get off this call. And people don't have to use the, the postcard or anything. I know, you know, I haven't done that, but I have thought about you and, and done some things that maybe I wouldn't have done otherwise. So I just wanted to let you know that, um, you know, after we talked back in June, um, I thought it was a great idea. I still do. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us here today and, and telling the world a little bit more about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's been just exciting, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Our pleasure. But um, Jocelyn was was wonderful. That was excellent. Uh, Jocelyn Dornfeld, uh, she's with A&J Specialty Services, a DKI company. And uh, I want to thank Kent Rawhauser for freeing her up to stop in and say hello to IAQ Radio today. Uh, Cliff, anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Uh, no, Joe. Again, it was a good show. I think it's a really worthy cause. She's uh, a bright young lady, and uh, I think that it's going to go viral eventually. I think that they need to just do the nonprofit status. And uh, uh, Actually, wait. We have a special guest it's here. It's not round up today. I didn't hear the round up music. Oh, we didn't do a roundup. I forgot. It was so, it was so gross. There we go. Hit him up, move him on, move him on, hit him up, raw high. Cut him out, ride him in, ride him in, let him out, cut him out, ride him in, raw. Let the dogs out. There you go, Pete. Is that what you were looking for? I get out. I'm sitting here in the Keys Rock in the studio with my buddy, the Z-Man, listening to this wonderful uh, interview with Jocelyn. And, uh, you know, I, I too, uh, want to thank Kent and uh, all the people at uh, A&J and all the, the DKI people that they're network, networking with to kind of kick this thing off because it's really fantastic. And I'm thinking, well, what about the Roundup, man? I mean, yeah, you know, that's what I hear from the Global Watchdog Joe. You know, I mean, you're the guy who tagged me with that line, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, uh, you know, I got so engrossed in the interview. I, I you know, I was. You never know with these 
types of shows. You don't know how it's going to go. And it was just going so well. And I, I really enjoyed talking to Jocelyn. I just forgot you were there in the studio. So my my apologies, Pete. Uh, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, you know, it's, fun, it's funny. And listening to, to, the, to the interview, and I, I was aware of the program, and uh, Ken had shared some of that stuff with me and a lot of the other the REA members, uh, you know, in the past months. And it's funny, I um, that whole program and the whole, you know, the whole emphasis of, you know, restoring um, kindness, it, it's funny, um, you know, the, the global leader in, in the restoration market is Belfort. And uh, I've been on a road trip now for about four months, uh, doing a lot of training, visiting a lot of REA members, and uh, just, you know, just doing the business of the association. And recently, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, actually this last week, I was in the Detroit area. And I visited with a handful of members there, one of them actually being Belfort, and I visited their uh, one of their uh, training areas um, uh, with, with my buddy, uh, Chris buddy, Rusty Amaranti. And um, I, 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 they had a book on, the, on there which is called The Belfort Beliefs. And uh, it's, a, it's a very well-done book that talks about their culture and everything. And uh, maybe some of the listeners, uh, you know, Sheldon Yeldon is the CEO of Belfort, and he... Um, he was the undercover boss, and that was kind of a big industry thing about a year or two ago. But one of the things that, when you open that up, they're, they're kind of the, the theme uh, or the, the core underlying principle that actually drives Belfort is that they restore more than property. And, uh, and uh, one of their battle cries or one of their core cultural elements is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. And, uh, you know, maybe that's not widely known in the industry. They kind of just go about their business, you know, they're a leader, um, you know, they try to serve their customers, uh, uh, you know, the stakeholders and employees and everything else. And it was encouraging because I kind of think this whole sentiment of, uh, you know, um, restoring kindness, doing the right thing, doing more than just restoring property. You know, uh, Cliff many years ago uh, when he had the Restorics Network, they talked about that, you know, you restore pe people's peace of mind and it's, you know, restoring their shattered dreams. It's more than just you know, getting the smoke out and drying the buildings and all that kind of stuff. And I, it's good to see that kind of movement in the industry. And I guess um, the reason I brought this thing up with Belfort, people may not uh, know it yet, although they will. I have, I'm a sports guy, so I watch Mike and Mike in the morning, number one sports radio show. And I noticed uh, about two weeks ago, I noticed a little Belfort logo on the Mike and Mike ad. And about three days after that, the, the two Mike and Mike guys did a little, little thing about Belfort as being one of the new sponsors of the show. And then about a couple days after that, I saw a 30-second spot with Sheldon Yeldon there talking about this, you know, um, restoring more than just property. And so now Belfort has kind of entered the national uh, marketing scene. You know, most, most of us know if you're in the restoration industry, ServPro is, uh, you know, the other major market leader, and they, they do like it never happened, and they have their, their big ads out there, and they've been running. And now now you got Belfort entered the game, and, and I think you're going to see them on CNN and and, uh, you know, several other uh, channels. And I think this is just great because I think as, as, as the big players in the industry start marketing to the general public, marketing about what restorers can do, and uh, you know, more, than, more than just their property, but, you know, how we're there at their time in need, this helps everyone in the industry who's in the restoration business. And it also, uh, in my mind, um, you know, creates a higher profile. And I think that puts uh, more of a demand on us as restorers every day out there trying to do the right thing because now, uh, you know, we're going directly with the general public uh, and, uh, you know, not just with the traditional, you know, working with the insurance companies and through the vendor programs and all that's going to continue to go on. But it's created a higher awareness. Anyway, I think that's good. So whatever it's worth, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of my input from the field. And Jocelyn, if you're still on the air, I, uh, Say hello to Kent and uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the, uh, the the barbecue with the, with the pulled pork on the big full potatoes. That's a Kurt Poland deal. He did that at our summer camp one year, two years. Kurt came to summer camp with his big trailer, and I know a lot of the guys that network with Kurt do that smoker and do that, and it's it's a huge big thing, and people love it. And uh, anyway, good luck with all that. So thank you. Thank you. You still with us, Jocelyn? Okay. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Kent did learn all of his smoking skills from Kurt. So that was 
it, it's just as good then, and trust me, I've been smelling it the whole time. Well, you go and yeah, enjoy a little bit. My mouth's drooling now. It's about lunchtime over here at McKee's Rock. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, yeah. It's time to eat. All right. Well, hey, Pete, thank you. The, the uh, Restoration Industries Global Watchdog. Always great to have you join us. Uh, once again, thank you, Jocelyn. Uh, of course, Cliff, the Z-Man. As always, thanks for uh, joining us again today and helping me with uh, pulling this together on short notice. Much appreciated. Uh, of course, to John, you got to have faith on my right here. And most importantly, our growing group of loyal listeners. Come on back next Friday at noon for the next episode of IAQ Radio. This has been another IAQ Radio production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.